And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday, August 23rd. Uh, again, dead middle of nowhere summer, but we somehow have plenty of content. If you guys tune A little in, over a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're close. We're getting there. We're getting there to some stuff. But uh, We're like three quarters of the way through. <laughs> we were, we're like having like through. a circle jerk at the beginning of the month. We were like, yeah, you know, we've been doing so good, whatever. And then I was like, yeah, we have two more months of this. We, we're halfway through. Well, Summer League gave us false hope because we, we grinded through Summer League. We had plenty of stuff. And then I, I think we underestimated how much dead time. We, I mean, we did the game show we did was fun. If you tuned into the game show, we appreciate you. If you haven't seen it, it's up as a video on our uh, channel now or as a live stream. A lot of people audio. watch it just find it. all over the place. Yeah, it's uploaded everywhere. You'll find it places. But uh, if you haven't seen it yet, we had the first of the floor guys on the program. We did a game show with them. Shout out to uh, the winner, who I won't name, because go watch it. You should go find out for yourself. I almost did it, and I was like, wait a second. We'll be reason. talking to them tonight, live, CLNS, at 8 p.m. As you're listening to yes, this Yes, yes. So you we'll said... We're recording this on Wednesday. Sam said tonight, and I had a little panic attack run through my heart because I thought he meant tonight. Actually, I was like, "Wait, Jack did we just miss doesn't something? know but about not. the the movie magic of publishing the next day." <laughs> no, Jack just forgets what day it is sometimes. So I yeah, every, literally every time we do a show, you forget. You have to look at the phone. I know, I know. Well, it's because I don't have like. I want. I, I always say I don't have an actual job, like, but writing is my job. So I just sit at my desk all day. So days blend together because I don't like get weekends either. I just sit here and write and do the same thing every day. Uh, so it gets. Yeah. I, I'm not complaining. It's just I, I struggle to remember. Weekends. I used to not take them, <laughs> but I yeah. was like, no, like I need to like have days where I just like relax. Yeah, maybe I do that. I, I've started laxing a little bit on weekends, but uh, it's a grind, man. You got to do what you got to do, but uh. We have Celtics content for you guys today, the first of which is Blake Griffin talking about the Celtics. Uh, we'll start with this because I wanted to talk about it. I feel like I kind of sparked the conversation, not not to pat myself on the back, but uh, I, I tweeted about this. So Blake Griffin joined the four play pod, which is Barstool's golf channel, uh, which I very much enjoy. He, he was with Dan Rappaport and they played uh, nine at mine, which is where they Dan basically goes around and plays nine holes with celebrities and other people at their home course. And Blake Griffin is a member of this country club uh, in L.A., I believe it is. And Dan is also a member there, so they played nine holes. Uh, and throughout the the round and the nine holes, Dan asked them questions about, you know, their life. And so he asked Blake about his career, his start with the Clippers, Chris Paul. He asked, are you retiring? Uh, and he, he was like, I, I don't know. We'll see. And then he asked him about Boston. Uh, and Blake was very hyped uh, when he, he mentioned Boston. And uh, I tweeted it, the video of them, and a lot of people liked it. Uh, Dan, Foreplay Pod itself liked the tweet. Trent and Dan from Barstool. Wow. Jamal, Jamal Crawford liked the tweet, which is very weird. I was like, why? Jack just uh, reporting on, like, who likes his tweets. I don't see any. <laughs> hey, will you come well, on the podcast? Acknowledge me. All right. All right. It's not all about the podcast. But uh, hmm. no, no, it, it, it was... I, I tweet this and I see a lot of people it, it gaining traction and then I start seeing pop up. So I'm like, Oh, I mean, I, I kind of saw the opportunity cause I watched this channel anyway. So I tweeted the video and I was glad to see people picked it up. But uh, Blake Griffin basically saying uh, verbatim, dude, Boston is unbelievable. Living in Boston, playing in Boston was like one of the best experiences. And I wasn't even playing a lot of minutes. The fans are incredible. The team just having that championship focused uh, environment. They do everything they can to be the best. He talked a lot about Tatum about how like, 
you know, Tatum's a great guy on and off the court, talks to everybody, very personable, uh, and obviously a superstar. So everything Blake said says I loved being in Boston and playing for the Celtics, which is great. Report came out today from, I think, Sam Amico. I, I, so it was Amico. Yes. Who, I know there's two Amicos, and I always get confused. Uh, that the Celtics, Sixers, Clippers, and Warriors have shown an interest in Blake Griffin. So we'll have to see what shakes up. But from his speech or his his appearance on the four-play pod, uh, which is just he played nine holes of golf. Go check it out on their channel. He, he likes the Celtics, which is good to hear. Yeah, I thought Blake Griffin's take on the Celtics was really interesting because he's been a guy even way before he came to town was kind of connected with it. I remember when he was on the Clippers, he was obviously in the building when it was Paul Pierce's last game. And I remember him talking about like being impressed with the reception Pierce got when he came back for the final time. So he's always had like a little bit of an understanding of like what the crowd's like, the the atmosphere. But it's always great when you hear guys, especially stars that spent a big bulk of their career somewhere else, praising the city, praising the team, saying how great it is. Because I think it helps the reputation where there are other things that happen that do not help it, such as uh, trading a guy that tours ACL and never played for you. uh, And he was all excited to play for your franchise and you trade him or trading the guy that played for nine years or trading the guy that played through a hip injury and uh when his sister passed away like there's just there's so many things you can point to be like the celtics are scumbags but then like every once in a while someone's like hey it kind of rules to play for them and everyone's like yeah it does rule the fans are the best so (laughs) i'm happy that blake griffin likes it here the fan base obviously likes blake griffin i kind of wrote a small like like a shallow dive for celtics blog just into the whole situation Earlier this summer, we heard that the Celtics were interested in bringing him back. It's just a debate whether or not he wants to leave his family for another year on the West Coast. Um, But Blake Griffin was really good for the Celtics when he actually played. And we've talked about this a zillion times in the last two weeks. (laughs) It's really only looming storyline. But when he started, like eight points, five rebounds, good efficient splits. Like he was okay, hustled. He gave the Celtics probably more than they bargained for when they brought him in last summer. So I don't see any reason not to bring him back. He was a good presence on the team. I like him. But the weird thing is it was all past tense, which I guess is accurate because it did happen. I think it was but just like if you really want to like microscope, crystal ball, tinfoil hat, like it sounds like he could be done playing here too. So I don't know. Eh, I don't know. I feel like he was just reflecting on the year because it happened in the past. Um I feel like if he's going to resign anywhere, I would hope it would be the Celtics. Like, would he really, what is the draw out? Like, obviously, like you said, being closer to his family, but in terms of a team environment, my point is that seems like the only factor that would take him away Mm. from Boston is the family thing, which is a valid reason. I'm not diminishing it, but uh, I don't know. It's good to hear him speak highly of Boston, especially because it it seems like the Celtics have won it back. Yeah. Yeah. It got a lot of views and uh, it was good. It was good. uh, Watch, go watch it. Blake Griffin. Hits the ball very far. Jack's tweet. No, no, go watch four play pods video. Blake Griffin hammers his drives. They go very far. And it's, uh, he's entertaining. He's, he's a character off the court, obviously, which he's made it clear. But anyways, uh, the next piece of Celtics info we have are they're working out some players. The Celtics are bringing in a few guys uh, for workouts. Shams, Sharania of the athletic reported that they are going to meet with TJ Warren and Lamar Stevens. And then I believe it was Michael uh, Scotto. Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype, who reported they're also going to meet, be meeting with Lewis King. All three are going to be in Boston for workouts this week, uh, and all are in consideration for a potential contract. Uh, 
and I mean, we, we can talk about it now. I know when Lamar Stevens got waived by the Spurs, he was somebody I mentioned, I think very randomly and briefly here uh, as somebody yes, I liked. You definitely um, dropped him. <laughs> just just out of nowhere a little bit, but um, hustle defender. He's six foot six. He's only 26 years old. Uh, he's, he's a hustle guy. He's not a great shooter. He likes the mid range a bit more than threes. Uh, from what I saw, I know, Sam, that would speak to you a little bit less so mm. to Joe Missoula. Um, very athletic. He's a hustle guy. He killed the Celtics. I very, I distinctly remember. I forget what game it was and I'll, I'll find it while you talk about might've been the, I'm gonna make both game. Maybe, but it, he didn't kill them with points. He got like five offensive rebounds. It was definitely that like game then two minutes. They couldn't close the game. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wrote about the the three candidates for Harvard Houdini today. And I went in thinking like maybe TJ Warren's the best. And I really thought about it more. And I think I do like Lamar Stevens the best. I think he mm-hmm. has just like the potential to be a guy that's helpful no matter what. Because if he's going to bring it on defense, then any added bonus you get on offense is great. But the baseline is you need to play defense. You're not going to hurt the team as much if you're a better defender uh, as opposed to being an offensive-minded player who doesn't play defense. Because you're going to get yourself on the court if you're trying. That's kind of how it goes. And I don't hate that if you look at his basketball reference, yes, the three-point shooting is not good. But each year it's gone up. 16% 16% rookie year in the 20s, second year, last year, 31.5% from three. So steady improvement there shows a little bit of a work ethic, desire to be better. If the Celtics bring him in, it wouldn't shock me if he's able to get some kind of small role. Does that mean he's going to play in the playoffs? Are you going to be the eight-man rotation? Probably not. But it doesn't mean that he can't play spot minutes, can't be a good option off the bench, especially after losing Smart and Grant Williams you kind of need a little bit of an extra defensive presence. That was one thing I kind of alluded to in the article. As for the other two, Lewis King spent most of his time in the G League with Philly last year, played one NBA game, 32 appearances for the Blue Coats in Delaware. His stats for the G League, 16.5 points, five assists, four-something rebounds, and a steal and a half per game on decent shooting splits. He's a do-everything guy. The Celtics, I'm pretty sure, still have a two-way spot open, so I'd imagine that's really where he comes into play. When we first got the report, it was like, oh, like maybe he's in contention for one of these final two spots, but I would imagine two-way is the way that it's going to go for him if he ends up with the Celtics. I agree, and for what it's worth, not that he would settle for this, Lamar Stevens is technically eligible for a two-way spot mm. as well because um, <clears throat> he has less than Perfect. four years of NBA experience. You could kind of liken it to... Uh, Cabin Gailey signing a two-way deal with Boston after playing in real minutes and getting or being on a real standard deal. Um, just for you know, shits and giggles, I do have the uh it, I have the exact stats. It was five <laughs> offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter. If you're watching on YouTube, we like we, we're not gonna yep. like this was definitely the Alan make both game because they were up a <laughs> fuck ton and then they just blew it. Celtics are currently up 14 points as Lamar yep. Stevens grabs an offensive rebound that nobody on the Celtics go for. Uh, Just play the Hall of the Mountain games. King as you watch them blow this lead. <laughs> like, oh, it's down to seven now. Mm-hmm. So oh, look at that. This lead. Lamar Stevens hustles, finds another offensive rebound. Uh, he had five Back in the fourth 11 quarter, with like four and a half to go, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just gets right by Jalen Offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. These guys another are the one. worst. Yeah, oh, I hate this Celtics team. (laughs) Lamar Stevens just killed the Celtics on the offensive glass in the fourth quarter. Celtics are up by three with less. Wow, where'd the lead go? 
step back and, and that one was a bit unlucky I, i'm not gonna call anybody on the Celtics out for that one but uh yeah <laughs> lamar stevens just killed them he's a hustle guy in the uh offensive glass and defensive glass uh, i i tweeted out a few like highlights that i saw while i was waiting for my brother because i dropped them out at the dentist and so i was sitting in the car and i got bored and so i just looked up lamar stevens highlights um he likes the mid-range shot he's a hustle guy plays solid defense that that's to me that's what i'd rather have like tj warren's cool right and it's cool to think about like oh bubble tj warren what if he could like find that again that's just not how the nba works like this th- that would be like the lakers signing a bunch of old guys to go with their core three mm. uh two years ago and we saw how that word worked out lewis king is interesting but he's more of a two-way guy like sam said lamar stevens has like like sam said his three-point shot has steadily improved over the past three seasons as have his minutes he played 12 minutes 40 games 16 minutes 63 games 18 minutes 62 games but started 25 in them last year for the Cavs for a pretty good Cavs team he was in the mix for that who was going to start at the the small forward spot um And the only reason the Cavs let him go is because they were trying to get Max Struess in there, so they had to package him together uh, to make that work. I don't know. He he just makes the most sense. He's not old. He's like 26 years old. Uh, he's 6'6", good size. He's 230, so he's like bigger bodied as well. Uh, he's kind of like Grant <laughs> without the three-point shot. No, seriously. Uh, <laughs> All jokes aside, like that was the first thing I thought when I was writing about this. I was like, oh. Okay, like if he learns to shoot threes a little bit, he could fill the Grant role, which is an important role nonetheless. Like you still need a little bit of size to come off the bench, play defense, and just be like steady. That's really it. As for TJ Warren, because I didn't really talk about him. If you're excited about TJ Warren, think about this. (laughs) The Phoenix Suns traded away their whole team this summer to get Bradley Beal. They had at one point, I think, five guys on their roster. They traded for TJ Warren last trade deadline right in the durant deal yeah in the durant deal they did not bring back tj warren (laughs) when they had nobody on their team yeah what does that say to you about tj warren it means he's not like he's just not a guy anymore and it sucks you hate to see guys fall off since that bubble season he's just been riddled with injuries he hasn't been able to stay on the court last year for the Suns, he barely got minutes. He was like, like 12 a game, barely played in the playoffs. He just wasn't – he wasn't there. He's not there anymore. I think out of the three, it's Lamar Stevens. I was writing the article. I ranked the three guys. I originally had Warren one. Then I was like, wait a minute. No, no. Lamar Stevens is the exciting one. Make no mistake. Yeah. No, I, I like Lamar Stevens. I think that'd be my pick. And then also we have here Brian Robb saying, per league sources, the Celtics are doing their due diligence by hosting a number of different workouts ahead of training camp before settling on potential roster options. Brad Stevens signaled last month that adding help on the wing would be a priority before next season. My only thing with that is, do they really need another wing? As as much as like it would be cool to have Lamar Stevens, and it, it wouldn't hurt, Like I would probably like to see them add almost any other position i mean they signed o'shea Brissett. they have sam hauser still they just drafted jordan walsh what is lamar Ste- like those guys are all fighting for the same minutes when they could just yeah. add you know a fourth string guard or a fifth string i guess behind Alana Bannon or a f- uh, fourth string center to share minutes with luke Cornette. like unless they would rather just play with those four bigs that they have with the big three of them and including Cornette. And then if one of them is out, just play smaller and faster, which I mean, seems like what they wanted to do last year anyways, then that makes sense to just get more wings. Um, and if that's the plan, then sure. Like I get it, but 
I don't know. It's just a bit weird that they're so focused after signing O'Shea Brissett and drafting Jordan Walsh and developing Sam Hauser to get another wing in this mix. Uh, it's just weird. I keep forgetting that they have Jordan Walsh on this team because I'm just like thinking, okay, like who's on the <laughs> roster last year? I forget about Sam Hauser. <laughs> when you factor in that all of those guys are there, this doesn't make as much sense. But when you forget about one, it's a lot more exciting because you're like, oh, yeah, this guy can get minutes. <laughs> when but you like, forget about one. Yeah, but like seriously, imagine imagine next year Joe Mazzulla is like, oh Jordan, you're I, my bad, bro. I forgot you were there. Let's just well, Jordan Walsh has there. to be the most exciting of the bunch. He showed That's up in the summer saying. league, like, but I keep forgetting he's on the team because he hasn't actually played a game yet. You don't really need to be gambling on guys at this point. I was gonna like go push back, but like, you're right. Like, okay, bring in bring in like another big guy. Why not? Like all three and of those three. guys are like kind of injury prone. Like Jeff Clark put up the Celtics blog article about like how many games you expect him to play. And it's like, I don't know how many bring in free. Like, yeah. Kenneth, Kenneth Freed. Why is Kenneth Freed on the list? I tweeted at you <laughs> last night. I said, where the hell is Kenneth, Kenneth Freed? The hell? I saw, I saw, did um, we not put up pro- propaganda for like anything? That's what I'm saying. I, no one listens to us. Um, this is random and it doesn't Sadly. exactly have to do you you mentioned like oh i think jordan Walsh the most exciting i agree i feel like sam hauser is somebody a lot of people at least me like i forget about i feel like he could play like 25 minutes for the Celtics. I mean, somebody's getting minutes well somebody's getting minutes when you look at hauser's stats last year when he started he averaged like 13 Correct. points on like 50 like he was nasty when he got the opportunity so and the efficiency he feels like, didn't drop that's the big that's what thing. I'm saying. it got better it got better when he was starting it feels like Sam Hauser should be the eighth man in the Celtics rotation. Like it, ta- everyone's talking about it. Like, oh, you know, poor, <clears throat> excuse me, Porzingis is gonna, you know, take a lot of these minutes. He'll probably scoop up some of the rotational minutes that Smart played, and just they'll just play bigger instead. And then Grant will just get replaced by five percent, and and Jordan Walsh will scoop. Sam Hauser can literally step in and play twenty five minutes for the Celtics. He, he he is one of the best three point shooters in the league. He was solid on defense last year. He was great as a starter. It feels like Sam Hauser is really primed to play a lot more minutes next season, and not a lot of people are talking about it. Maybe that's maybe that's a video for us. Maybe we do Sam Hauser highlights next. Although as as you guys didn't really like the Jason no Tatum more highlight videos, <laughs> you got you guys punted it away. Maybe we mix it up, but uh, I don't know. I'm excited for Hauser, and then the three the three uh, forwards: Lamar Stevens, TJ Warren, Lewis King. It sounds like we're on the same page. Where Lamar Stevens is probably the most intriguing option. Uh, yep. If you want more hardwood Houdini, click through all the slides. Tell your friends. <laughs> Go check it out. Go check it out. All right. Next Celtics thing we have is a Kristaps Porzingis quote. He talked about the injury. Obviously, he's not playing in FIBA for Latvia this year because of his plantar fasciitis. Uh, and he spoke with. Sp- sp- can you say this word? I don't. I don't know how to say this. Sportazinus. Sportazinus, which is a is it a Latvian uh, website? I don't know, know what, what the this hell it is. is. I saw this on Reddit. <laughs> It's an international. I'll tell you uh, what, if you look at the URL, uh, none of the words make any sense except for his name. (laughs) Well, Porzingis spoke about the injury for, I think, the first time uh, him personally outside of his his, uh, Instagram or Twitter post. He said, I now have a four to six week plan that I have to follow. Feelings are good. Of course, I'm not yet in shape that I can fully play and train uh, that I can play and train fully. But going this going step by step, everything should be fine by the start of the NBA season. Obviously, that was translated, so it's not perfect. But um yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's he's in line, and it doesn't seem like anybody's too too worried about it. It sucks that you're already seeing the injury concerns come to light this early, but 
like he's not he's never been a fully healthy player and it sounds like everybody is is confident that he'll be fine by the start of the season and that's what really matters so good to hear he's in good spirits i think porzingis just went on twitter and read the celtics new england baptist hospital injury update in whatever <laughs> interview he was asked because it's literally all it says it was cool like to be on reddit and be like oh wow like he said something and then it's literally the tweet that the team put out he has a plan for rehab uh he's gonna be back for the start of the season that's all it says <laughs> i'm i'm annoyed with all of this i wish he wasn't hurt it's not a good start to the tenure uh when you give up somebody as important as marcus smart this is not not a good look people are gonna be pissed like there's gonna be pressure and it's august this is like the worst time of year for this to happen. Like there's literally nothing else for us to focus on. We're just like angry. Like <laughs> what the hell? Why is Porzingis already hurt? He hasn't even played. Yeah. You got to talk Did about the it. Team know about this. Like this is not a new thing. It, it feels like they probably knew about it. I mean, I can't imagine they didn't know about it, but he's coming off a great season. He played a bunch of it. games. At some point, you got to take a risk, I guess, like to avoid because I don't know. We don't have to get too deep into the conversation of the smart trade. We've talked about it about a million times because there's nothing else to talk about. Obviously, you would have rather them traded Brogdon because smart's a better player. He's deeper connection to the Celtics organization and all this stuff. But it just felt like and I mean, Wick Crossbeck said this, like something had to change. It felt like you needed to shake something up after going through these same trials and tribulations every year and falling short every year in the, almost the same fashion every year. Shaking something up, giving you a new look, giving the Celtics. Jason Tate, this is probably the best third score of the, the Tatum-Brown area, at least a, a different one. You had Kemba there as the point guard, but it feels like maybe you need a, a different look. Like With these two guys as the best players, yes. Yeah, so because Kemba was supposed to be the first or second option. That's what I'm saying. So uh give him a different look, give him a third, you know, high tier scoring option. Better than Grant. Um, <laughs> get out of here. Uh <laughs> but uh good to hear Porzingis in high spirits about his injury. Uh all right. Next thing we have is an high article spirits. that you read uh, the injury report. <laughs> hey man, he's talking about it. Leave me alone. This is August. Feelings are good. <laughs> Um, next thing we have is something I wrote for Celtics blog. I talked about the Brad Stevens era, uh, and the way I, I framed it and I'm, this is, I put it on here cause I'm curious to know what you think. I don't know if you read the article, but I, I know I talked to you about when I was this, when I was writing it, <clears throat> it feels like Brad Stevens kind of took Danny Ainge's setup and was able to not finish the job because they haven't won a championship yet. But he has been much more aggressive. Like, I'll go through the way I framed it. I'm not going to read the whole article. Go to Celtics blog if you want to read it. It's just, uh, welcome to front office week. Brad Stevens' ascension to GM has helped them push their new era forward. That's how I framed it. <clears throat> Basically, I talked about when Brad Stevens was elevated into the GM role, <clears throat> there was a lot of questions of, and he do this, right? Basically, like I was told Brad many Stevens... a time that he failed up. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. Failed up is a good way to put it. And the question mark was, is this the Celtics way of saving money? Because they want to keep him under contract and they don't want to just let him go. Right. Is this uh, is Brad Stevens going to be too close to these players to trade them? Clearly, no, it's no, <laughs> the answer, um, which is a good thing in, in all in all. Mm. Um, but the way I phrased it was uh, this. This is like the conclusion to my article. Right. Danny Ainge was so obsessed with hitting home runs after the fleecing of the Brooklyn Nets. Right. Right. He he got 
Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown from that point on, or from, from like the Isaiah Thomas year of trades on where he traded for Isaiah Thomas traded for Jay Crowder. He made two significant trades in five years in like th- or three, whatever, how many ever years it was from Isaiah Thomas to when Brad Stevens got hired, he made two significant trades. And when I say significant, I mean, that doesn't include, you know, draft day swaps that the, and like, you can say the Jason Tatum trade, but I mean like trades for actual players to help the team. Right. Kyrie. Irving I remember and the Fortier. second one. Evan Fortier. Kyrie Fournier. Yeah, and Fournier. Okay. Outside of that, it was, oh, let's dump Ennis Freedom and give up Desmond Brand in the process. Let's let mm. salary dump Vincent Poirier. Let's, you know, and adding um, these players around the fringes that never get minutes doesn't count as a significant trade. I mean, trades for rotation players I made mean, two. In Brad Stevens' first two years, he's made like five <laughs> to get actual players to help the teams. And the way I phrased it was... In 2007, Ainge knocked it out of the park, earning the Celtics a title, and he then followed up the feat with a flurry of heralded moves that set Boston up for the future. Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, all these moves, you know, even trading, you know, the pick for Jason Tatum, doing all this stuff to set them up, drafting all these players, uh, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, all these like solid rookies in the first round, right? He did all that. Um, But when it came time to step up to the plate again, Ainge Ainge hesitated, accepting, accepting walks when the home run move failed to present itself. So when he couldn't get the perfect trade, he just kind of did nothing and accepted small things that didn't actually help. Brad Stevens instead has hit singles and some of which have been doubles. And then maybe this Porzingis thing is the first attempt at a home run that he's hitting and he's rounding the bases right now waiting to see if he'll be thrown out at home plate. Sorry for the baseball metaphors, but that's just the best way I could figure out like to phrase it in the article. But for, for years, like you see... Danny Ainge draft these players, draft Romeo Langford. Maybe he'll be a piece. Romeo, uh, Aaron Neesmith, maybe he'll be a piece. Carson Edwards, maybe he'll be a piece. And then he didn't trade any of them. All those guys were on the team throughout Ainge's entire tenure. He didn't trade any of the picks before they were made. He didn't trade any of the young players before they fizzled out and had no trade value. He kept them. And it worked out in the case of Grant Williams because he was a solid rotation piece. Obviously, he didn't play. Pritchard, it worked out. He's a solid rotation piece. Even I though mean, you have to see what you have with these guys. You can't trade them right away. <laughs> I know you can't, but by doing that, you had Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown competing in the playoffs with Brad Wanamaker as their six most minutes guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he he sacrificed quality depth and quality pieces behind them in hopes that one of these guys will pop. And unfortunately, none of them did. And if they did, I mean, you'd obviously be a genius. But I think that's where Brad Stevens has taken on a different approach with the Celtics, where he's not afraid to trade first round picks. He's not afraid to trade these young guys for pieces that can help them win now. Like look at the Derek White trade. Traded Romeo, traded a 2028 first that was protected, traded another first that was protected, and Josh Richardson got a guy in Derek White who has turned out to be pretty damn good for the Celtics. You look at the Malcolm Brogdon trade, even though they gave up nothing, like he gave up a first-round pick, he gave up Aaron Neesmith, another young guy, and he got a piece back, right? These consolidation moves that Ainge didn't really make as much, right? Like, because even the Evan Fournier trade, he traded, like, what, two second-round picks? Like, he didn't actually trade anything for Evan Fournier, which was good, but those are the moves that Danny Ainge liked to make. Moves where he definitely won the trade. And if he wasn't going to do that, then he wasn't going to make a trade at all, right? <clears throat> Even look at Brad Stevens' other move. Like, look at this Kristaps Porzingis trade. There's no chance in hell Danny Ainge makes this trade. I, You can't convince me that Danny Ainge makes this trade in a million years because of the backlash and because uh... of how much he loved Marcus Smart. And because, like, all these things, because he was like, no, Marcus is our guy. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm absolutely I mean, he traded right. Isaiah Thomas. <clears throat> I know he did, but he got a a bona fide, no question superstar at the time. Obviously, we know how it turned out, but like he got a guy who was probably a top 10 player in the NBA at the time. Top 15, maybe. Right. And as good as as good as Porzingis is like 
the injury concerns, the fact that he had to trade Marcus Martin. I know he traded Isaiah Thomas. It just seems like Brad Stevens has been more willing to take risks. And so far it's worked out. But at the same time, he, I just feel like Brad Stevens has taken all the assets that Danny Ainge has gotten, which was a good thing. He got all these young pieces to, to use and he used them to get better win now guys. And, and he's thought less about the two timeline thing of win now. I don't know. I, I just think it was kind of like, and th- I'm not trying to knock Danny Ainge. I'm just saying Brad Stevens took what he set up and like reset the, the GM mindset of, cause like Danny Ainge, obviously he won the Celtics a title, right? Like he, I'm not saying he wasn't yes. a great GM, but he took the second era of age and everything he set up and kind of better piece together a winning core around the Jays that will help them now and in the future. I just think it was like a one-two punch of age era title, second half of age era that bled into Brad Stevens, who is now setting them up a little bit better than the second era of age. Well, here's my take. I think you're half right. I think the reason why brad stevens is so aggressive is because the time is now right like tatum brown pretty much in their primes they're probably 85 percent of what they're ever going to be would you think that's like a fair number i think probably yeah i mean you okay. could like quibble if you want to go to like 75 but like around there i know it's sure. yes so you kind of have to start setting them up to succeed when they're at their best Credit to Stevens. He's absolutely done that. He has been fearless. He's made a lot of great moves, as you mentioned. But at the same time, should Ainge have done anything? And like right before like the the Kemba era? Like what there was a lot of moving parts in those Isaiah Thomas, Kyrie, Kemba years. Like you had three stars within like four seasons. It was a weird transition. The Kemba thing was like almost like a, at the time felt like a desperation move to stay afloat after losing Kyrie and Horford in the same summer. So mm-hmm. you really can't go all in by giving up young guys, at least at that point. You're like, cause you don't really know what you have. You don't know if it's worth it. Why would you go all in if you have Kemba and Ennis Cantor? Luckily for the Celtics, Tatum takes a leap. He's given more responsibility and he thrives. Jalen Brown, same story. And then Kemba starts to get hurt. And those two are able to shoulder the burden, at least at a decent clip. Of course, the 21 season was not great. Brown has a surgery to end his season. Celtics losing five to the Nets. (laughs) But there really was never a point where it was like, oh, man, we have to like put our chips in. The Celtics are now getting to that point where it's like, okay, we have two bona fide guys. As you mentioned, trading Isaiah for Kyrie, who was a solidified star in the league, you already have those guys. So it's more acceptable to take a swing on a guy that is more of a risk, like a Porzingis, because it's like, okay, you're going for it. But there was never a, a move to go for it. And when there was, it was the Kyrie thing, and he did it. I understand. And I, I know what you're saying because it was it was sort of a developmental error, right? Like the Jays weren't their full selves yet. I just don't think Ainge would have made spot. the trades. It, it was. I just don't think Danny Ainge would have made the trades Brad Stevens did. I don't think you he would have right. traded for Derek we don't know. <laughs> I, and, and my Oh, exactly. But my point he is... He certainly didn't know, trade for Jimmy Butler. He didn't do that and, and it worked out. But you look at Correct. the tenure. Danny Ainge didn't 
trade picks. He traded first round picks like twice in his tenure that, that I'm, I, I look back and there could be more. So correct me in the comments, feel free. He traded two first in the Kevin Garnett deal, right? Obviously that worked out. He's traded for an MVP. You're going to give up first round picks. Uh, and he gave up two first round picks in the same draft Two first in the 2009 draft. Didn't trade any other future first outside of that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's a good move. You got Kevin Garnett. The other time he traded a first was in the Isaiah Thomas deal. He traded a 2016 first. That wasn't the Celtics. He didn't trade the Celtics yep. first round pick. He traded Con the Cavs first round pick. Uh, yes. But it, it wasn't the Celtics first round pick to begin with either, is my point. Like he didn't it was trade. Brooklyn's. Yes, it was. I think it was actually the Cavs. Um, no, it was Brooklyn's. In the Isaiah Thomas trade? Which one? This, the when first he left? No, no, no. When he traded oh, for okay. Isaiah okay, Thomas. Okay, 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 okay. He traded that first. And then he he did trade. He traded Cleveland's first in that trade. And then in the trade where he got Kyrie, he did trade another one. Right? Yes. He traded first round picks when he got star players. Or I guess in the case of the first Isaiah Thomas trade, a potential star player where it just made sense because they were getting other assets too. Brad Stevens traded a first round pick for a role player because he thought it would fit well with the team. He traded another first round pick for another role player because he thought it would fit well with the team, right? He he has showed more of an openness to using draft picks as currency rather than I'm not giving this up unless I get a superstar. And if I don't, I'll just make the pick and we'll develop a million rookies. Cause like at, at one point on the team, I think this was another number I threw in there um, in the Brad Stevens area era, excuse me. Um, they, the Celtics have had three rookies four with Jordan Walsh. Now they've had okay. four rookies in these X many years in like the two year period from like after Isaiah Thomas to end, the Celtics had like eight rookies on the roster. <laughs> they had Carson. I mean, they also had way more picks. <clears throat> That's my point. Cause Danny Ainge kept the picks and it was a developmental area. So of course, but you looked at the top half of those Jays teams with Tatum, Kemba, Jalen, Marcus, like that's a core that should have, and did go to the Eastern conference finals. So at, at one time at one, on one hand, you're like, okay, this is a young team. So let's get a bunch of young guys to develop on the second hand. You're like, okay, this is a, like, it was almost like a, a watered down version of the 2022 Warriors and in this current Warriors team where they're like, they're accepting that they have a really good top end, but they're like, okay, let's, let's try to get by with the, these young guys at the bottom. Um, and that was fine. But Brad, I'm not, and I'm not saying Danny Ainge was wrong for that, but I'm saying Brad Stevens has taken the reins and said, okay, as much as I want to develop some young talent, we should probably have a top eight, top nine that is not rounded out by Shemi Ojale and Brad Wanamaker. Um, and so I, I think, and I said this in the article, I think Danny Ainge did a great job of setting up the Celtics for the future, but then Brad Stevens took the range and I think he's done a great job of setting them up for the now as well. And so I think it was like a one, two punch and I wasn't trying to like diss Danny Ainge. I'm just saying, I think no, Brad Stevens I know. is taking a different approach. I'm doing the you move and playing devil's advocate. And I appreciate that. And also for context, it's August. So I wrote an article about Brad Stevens as GM. <laughs> like, like... No, I mean, I don't think anybody out there is going to be like, Steven sucks as a GM. He's been awesome. I All the things you phenomenal. said are true. I just, I I wonder about if there was really a reason for Ainge to go all, all in. I mean, even like, look at the 2018 team. Hayward doesn't snap his leg. Like that might be a they had good depth. Game. They had really good depth. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't know. It Kyrie was just a, a knee surgery. Time. Like they, they had a few unlucky bounces in that mm-hmm. little window. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Next thing we have is the best moment from every Celtic last season. Another article I wrote for Celtics blog. Again, it's August. We're getting creative here. Um, so I went through and how do you want to do this? I don't know if you read the article. 
I tell you what I had as the moment. And you tell me if you can think of a better one. You, you want to do it that okay. way? Okay. All right. I'm just thinking sure. of the way we discuss this. Like, do you want to tell me what you think the moment should be? I think that might be better. Actually, Maybe I'll guess the you. moment. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So again, I wrote the best moment from every Celtics player during the 22-23 season. Okay. That's I also fine. did help you with one guy. <clears throat> you did. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, Mike Muscala. What was what the best Mike Muscala? He had moment? that one third quarter where he didn't miss. Uh, I, I don't, have his I don't know if you picked that, but there was like a third quarter where Mike Muscala had like 17 points. I'm not sure if that is this game. I just picked his debut game. He had no 12 points was, in his debut, but he had like four threes and it was electric because everyone's like, Oh, Muscala's here. Look at no, it was guy. like, uh, it was one of those garbage games against the Hawks My, at the end of the year. Yes, he had 27 he, against the Hawks. It yeah, was he just went off. So you <laughs> wrong. Jack 0 for 1. <laughs> uh, no, his I debut was, was cool because everybody got excited. That's what I'm saying. I thought it was more fun. Uh, Luke Cornett, best moment. Oh, man. It's not it, – it, I, I don't know if I kind of cheated with this one. It's not an exact moment. It's just a thing. It's just the Cornett contest? It's just the Cornett contest. That's just the best thing to come out of Luke Cornett. I mean, it, it, he made national media. Luke Cornett made national no, media. No, like, people were starting crazy. to think, like, should everybody do this? I mean, nobody loved it more than Scal. When Benyama did it in the Summer League this year. <laughs> did he? Cornett, yeah, I think so. Cornett nods. He did something. He's, like, hmm. He's watching the game. My, uh... Yes. My honorable mentions were the bird celebration where he went like this yep. and then eating Jason Tatum's ruffled chips at the beginning of a game. Oh, that's down. right. He walked in with the <laughs> chips. Yeah, those are my favorite, too. Luke Cornett's fun. He's good. Uh, Peyton Pritchard. Pritchard at triple-double the last game of the year. 30-point triple-double. That was easy. Honorable mentions were uh, tw- January 21st against the Raptors. He had a big game, and then he just grabbed a million offensive rebounds. He loves rebounds. playing the Raptors, dude. <clears throat> that he does. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin had five threes against 76ers. I put I that there. as an honorable mention, but was the alley-oop dunk. No, I had that as an honorable mention. I had the bus one boys, but the top moment that I chose was when he got headbutt by Thanasis and just laughed in his face. Good pick. <laughs> Shout good out. Pick. By, th- Blake had a lot Bill. of good moments to Shout come out full Bi- circle to how we started the show. Yes. Shout out Bill Sy, Celtics blog editor extraordinaire. He gave me that moment and that kind of kickstarted the whole thing. So that is there. Uh, Sam Hauser. This one, I wasn't sure which one to go with, because there is a couple moments that I probably could have chosen over this, but I chose one in particular. I think um, it's the so. game tying shot against the box to send the game to overtime. But there was also <laughs> that game where he started against the Knicks and he had a really, really great start. It was like our all all of our revelation to Sam yeah. Hauser, where See, it was like he had 18 points early game three of the season. I was like, oh, my God. Yes, I had the game tying shot against the Bucks as an honorable mention, but they lost the game, so I thought it was like a little Fair. less cool because they lost. Yes, I had his Correct. dunk. His, <laughs> his he had three dunk, dunks. Yeah, his dunk fest against the Raptors. That was another honorable mention. I was gonna choose the Knicks game because that was like the first like hint at it. Yeah, but then a couple games later, he had another huge game against the Pistons where he had, <laughs> excuse me, had a career high twenty four, and so I chose that one instead because like. It felt like the Knicks was like the first like appetizer, and then the Pistons yeah. was the entree of Sam Hauser is here. So I went with Pistons over Knicks, but those those two games. And were then Joe Mazzulla said, "We're not going to play this guy in the playoffs." <clears throat> yeah, unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate. Grant Williams, uh, and Grant... these were good moments, best moments. These were not. <clears throat> yeah, Grant had an alley oop dunk against the Pistons. Grant. Is it bad mm. that I really can't think of like any great Grant games? I uh, I struggled. <laughs> I struggled a little bit. Uh, I had game two against Philly in the playoffs. Um, uh, he, when he got he his stopped. face stepped on? I think so, yeah. He hustled. He stopped. Uh, Joel Embiid played good good uh, minutes there. 
Uh, he had 12 points. He, he lifted them to their, I mean, they killed him in that game. Um, no, I think he got stomped in a different game, but game three. Uh, yeah. Cause I but didn't I, see it I, live. Game two. I was at the, the med school prom. Mm-hmm. I had game two. Uh, Robert Williams. Another one where I was like, I don't really know what it was season best is. I this can't really think of it. I chose uh game three against the Hawks. He had 13 points, 15 rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks. Okay. He really got a ton of rebounds and they struggled on the boards in that series. So that's what I went with. He had another big game against the Spurs in January. Oh, that and was the one where he had the, the closeout block and then took a coast mm-hmm. to coast, the highlight. Mm-hmm. And then his season debut against the Magic was fun too because like he came back, but it was tough to pick. I was there. They lost. <clears throat> yeah, so I couldn't choose it. Uh, Brogdon, there too. Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon it might. I mean, he had like a lot tough. of good games. This was tough. So I originally chose. He had thirty points against the Hornets earlier in the season. That was a season high. But it was like it was the Hornets. So I I ended up putting that as an honorable mention. I had game two as the Hawks, but I had game two against Philly. He like shared it with Grant. He had like uh, he had twenty three points, six rebounds, two assists. He was just on fire from three in that game. Helped him to the blowout. So I chose that. There wasn't really any other ones. I mean, the most memorable moment. He was, was just probably steady. When he, Threw the ball to Maxi, but this was best yeah. moments. Just, just like I couldn't choose, I'm gonna make them both. Ooh, should I, should I do a worst moments? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you should. I don't have the energy. Maybe next week. <clears throat> we can do it together if you want. Uh, Al Horford, what do you got for Al? Uh, the elite shooter game. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. that was game Gets three against the Sixers. In Philly torture chamber. They all hate him. Yes. Big game helps them win yes. a road game after they kick away the game one. Yep. And he was struggling too. He shot two for 12 in the first two games. Uh, and then he just lit him up in that uh, game three. So it's always fire when Al Horford turns up, man. Mm. My other uh, honorable mentions were game seven against the Sixers where he just locked up Joel Embiid. Uh, and then I think that one might've been actually a better pick, even though like it doesn't jump off the page at you. He yeah. was so impactful on the defensive end. It, it was more important. I, I think the defense was more series wide, so maybe I could have chose that. But and then the yeah. other one was January nineteenth against the Warriors. He was awesome as well. So, but okay. I think they—I can't remember if they won that game or lost that game. They did. Uh, they won. But, that was the overtime game at the Garden. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, Marcus Smart. This is the one you helped me with. He had a monster game six at the table mm-hmm. for Tatum to uh, come back from the dead and carry them to a victory. But he was awesome throughout the whole game great. and kept him in the game. I went with that one. Honorable mentions game five against the heat. He was really good. He had a lot of steals and then 15 first half against in the game Hornets. one, just, just mm-hmm. 10 assists in the first half. Yep. And then they stopped letting him pass. Yep. Uh, Derek white. I mean, come on. Like <laughs> the game winner. He's gotta be, it's gotta be. Uh, I had game honorable mentions game Fell one and two against the Hawks. Uh, yeah. I ran around my house and then Eastern conference player of the week. That was another good one. Uh, Jalen Brown. What do we got? Let's see. That's a tough one. I struggled with this one. He was good, but it was just like he had like he had a half court overtime shot against the Heat. Did and he have fifty this mention. year in a game? I don't think he had fifty this year. He had fifty last year. Yeah, the Magic. I remember it was the Magic. <clears throat> he had game some good regular shot. season games though. He had forty one against the Spurs. I had that one as an honorable mention. I picked Game Six against the Hawks though. The closeout game, he had 32 points. Him and Tatum exploded for like 70 combined or something crazy or close to 70 combined. Uh, and he was on fire. He shot 13 to 25, six of eight from three. And it was the playoffs. So I figured I'll just go with the that one instead. Okay. But it was tough to nail down one single moment 
uh, unlike it was for Tatum, which was easy, which was what was Tatum's best moment. Easy. This was an easy pick for me. The game seven. Yeah. Game seven yeah. against Philly <clears throat> murdered the Sixers 51 points, seven to 20, uh, 28 from the field, six to 10 from deep. He also had 13 rebounds, five assists and two steals and 11 free throws. Like he just killed him. It wasn't close. I yeah. had the, the honor mentions game four against the heat. He was really good. And then the game, game winner against <clears throat> game six was another one, but he, he struggled. So, the, it, yep. was, it was he had the, the game the, winner in Philly. The game winner was he dunked one on had, Giannis yeah. on Christmas. Uh, mm-hmm. He had some good. He had a, he had like a really fun season. Mm-hmm. So he came out with his shoes and then forgot how to play for two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those those are my honorable mentions though. Okay. Uh, and then I think we had another Celtics blog article, which I feel like we should just save. Let's bank Pocket that. It. Yeah. Uh, and then Stay the last on thing Jason Tatum. Speaking of Jason yes. Tatum, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, you do it. Lead it off. You put this on the show sheet. Speaking of Jason Tatum, Cooper Flag, super cool prospect from Maine, mm-hmm. spoke on Jason Tatum this week. He said, if I could find it, Jason Tatum is my favorite player in the NBA right now. I don't know if it's possible. At least he understands it. But that's definitely a player I'd love to play with one day. Who wouldn't want to play for their hometown team? Ah, nice emoji. Eyes emoji. <laughs> Get ready to start trading for draft picks, buddy. Cooper Flag. You is can draft Cooper nasty. Flag. Yeah. Cooper Flag is nasty. For those who aren't aware of Cooper Flag, which you should be if you're a basketball fan, he is projected to be the number one recruit or the number one pick or a top X pick in the 2025 NBA draft. He just reclassified to the 2024 high school class, I believe. So he will. Uh, he was supposed to be 2025 high school class and be in the 2026 draft. Wow. But now I believe he is, he is 2024 high he school class. He must be class. real smart to skip a grade. <laughs> Something like that. I yeah. think it's, he's Probably just like old enough. He, he's, he's just old enough where he can do it. Uh, so he's going to be a draft earlier uh, and going to be in the 2025 NBA draft, I believe is what it is. Um, but he is from Maine from a town that's not really known for basketball. Uh, he, he's a twin. A state not known for basketball. A state, yeah. A region uh, not known for basketball. Yeah, Cooper Flag is a twin as well. He's a twin brother, so oh, he plays. I, I believe. Twin. I know he has a brother, but I'm pretty sure they're twins. Um, I'm going to double check here. Uh, yes, his his brother's name is Ace Flag. Uh, he's also good, but he's just not, you know, Ace number one pick in name. Ace is, Ace, better is, name. Ace is the one that should be good at basketball. <laughs> uh, well, he's wonder... good, but he's not like everybody who's watching him play at Rucker Park good. Yes, I agree. Ace is six seven, so he's also tall. Uh, he is getting recruited, but he's a three star recruit work. in his class. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Uh, he's How a funny three star recruit. His five five. <laughs> I, know, I know. He's not as tall as Cooper, though. Three star recruit. Uh, it says he has an offer from West Virginia, so he's like he's a D one player, but he's not. Cooper flag okay. who uh Cooper flag let's, let's check Cooper college yet because he doesn't no. have to Cooper oh, wait, flag. no he graduates this upcoming school year yes yeah we're yes. gonna learn soon Cooper flag is not committed but there was something on Twitter today let me look that he is going to visits from a few schools let me let me find the list so he I should go to like uh, the University of Maine put him on the map Cooper flag plans to visit Duke Kansas and Yukon this fall so he's gonna go be to playing UConn. for a Big boy school. If you're a real uh, New Englander, go play. Those are his three first official visits. <clears throat> school list. This is ESPN. These are the schools he has offers from already. West Virginia, UConn, UCLA, U Albany, 
Providence, Michigan, Maine, Iowa, Georgia, Providence. Duke, Bryant. So Bryant, plenty of Brasso, <laughs> fire the coach. Plenty of offers for Cooper Flag. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you are right. Slack him. They're yeah, making I mean, listen. You got Providence and Bryant. Get in on the fun. He's not. <laughs> you got Ray Allen's kid there now. Just uh, be like, look. How sick would it be if Cooper Flag went to Maine though? I it would mean, be sick. Be, that would be the most be respectable level. move of all time. There's no chance, though. There's just no shot. He's Him not. and his brother can go hoop there. It'd be great. Yeah. Do you think Maine would make the tournament? Any chance? Uh, I think if Cooper Flag goes to Maine, they can probably get him some fellas to play with. <clears throat> this is true. That that is because you have transfer portal now. I will <clears throat> say this: 2024-25, not the worst year for the Celtics to maybe have somebody uh, get injured. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Hey, I'm imagine not... if they were able to draft him. How crazy that'd be! <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what they need well, to do? I mean, they need to. You have to think the Spurs got Tim Duncan because David Robinson was out for a year. Yeah, you know what they need to do? This is this is <laughs> this is gonna make me sound like a complete hater. And I'm gonna preface this with this mm. is all all a joke. This is not mm. real. All I'm saying. You Jason, ruined the joke it... by saying that. I know, I know, but I'm funny. I'm gonna get hate, and you're gonna yell at me. It's not even a joke; it's just hypothetical. I'm just gonna set, let me set the scene for you. Mm. Jason Tatum tears his ACL out for the season. Disaster! That's what I just said disaster strikes. Wait, Jalen Brown. Everyone's right. Sick of Boston. Doesn't want to be there. Need, need to trade him. He's mm. got to go. You get something else. Be careful. Get a pick. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> get a, be care- get a be, pick. Be very careful. Robert Williams knee disaster strikes. Malcolm Brogdon. He's still mad at the Celtics for not trading him. Absolute implosion. Cooper Flag comes back. Robert Williams is healthy again. Jalen Brown scams the team they traded for. Says, "Get me back to Boston." Yeah. Uh, no, there's, there's, I can't imagine a world where the Celtics get Cooper Flag. They would have to pull off some ridiculous a team that's supposed to be. Do they really own good. anybody else's draft picks? <clears throat> no, they have I the Warriors so. pick this year. <clears throat> they do. Too bad. Uh. Pro sports. Let me just double check. No, <laughs> that's me. the only one I think. In Why the 2025 looking? draft, the Celtics just have their own pick, and that's mm. it. So do something about that. Not not looking great. Um, no, I, Cooper Flag wanting to play with Jason Tatum is dope. Uh, I mean, it, it's cool to hear. It, it, let me rephrase. It's unsurprising to hear he's from Maine. Of course, you'd want to mm. play for the team that he grew up rooting for, right? You know, but, Cooper Flag is going to go to a Celtics game this year, and they're going to put him up on the screen. And like half the garden's gonna go nuts because they know who he is. Yeah, gonna yeah, like, he's gonna show up. Guy, <laughs> people are gonna be hyped. He's him. Yeah, people are gonna be excited. Uh, and then I mean, the class after that. So Cooper Flag is gonna be the twenty twenty five draft class. What do you mean? Don't care. Class what after Cooper say? Flag. What the hell are we talking about? Well, my point is, it's another Massachusetts guy. He's gonna be the first overall oh. pick. Yeah, yeah, you don't care. Say, fuck you, <laughs> you asshole. Let me fucking talk. Guy? Who? He's from uh, he's from Brockton. He's from one town away from oh. me. His name's AJ DeBronza. Brist- Is that Plymouth County? I think it's Plymouth County. Yes. Not Bristol. Yes. County. Uh what county is Brockton? Plymouth. Plymouth County, you're right. But it is I could like I could walk out of my house and drive five minutes and be in Brockton. So it's like right there. His name's AJ DeBonsa. He's projected to be the first pick. Uh, in the 2020 whatever class, well, he's no Cooper now. Flag. Well, he's he's pretty damn no good. No Ace well. Flag. But uh, yeah, two straight prospects from New England. Cooper Flag wants to play with Jason Tatum. Would like to wants play, to play in the Celtics. Yeah, would be pretty cool. 
probably not going to happen anytime. Back in the day, Ben Simmons like posted a my player like where his favorite team was Boston Celtics. So don't close the door on that one. Maybe, maybe you never know. All right, should we move on to the NBA? Yeah, let's see. We got lead us off here, Sam. I'll let you kick it off. You got the. uh, Yeah, you 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 made the show sheet. So I kind of put this together today. So uh, James Harden is finished. (laughs) The NBA has fined James Harden a hundred thousand dollars. He's essentially homeless now. He has. Well, he doesn't even want to pay it. The NBPA is is filing a grievance with the the yes. fine. Well, <laughs> for what it's worth, that is the most they possibly could have fined him. Yeah. To us, it sounds like a slap on the wrist, but they did the max punishment. Uh, also, James Harden has unfollowed Daryl Morey on Twitter. So rip. Shocker. Shocker. I don't know, man. I, it's it's. I think they should fight. We've gone back and forth on this. I don't think either side is handling this particularly well. We, we've we heard James Harden is, is mad because the, the Sixers said they'd trade him quickly, and then they didn't. I heard today, I think well, Keith Smith and Trevor Lane of the NBA front office. Happen, pod, somebody has it. to want you. Well, yeah, well, that's what I was saying. The NBA yeah. front office pod was talking about it, and they were like, it sounds like they well they got the information from brian windhorse i'm just saying where i heard it that like the clippers pulled out of negotiations they were like yeah no we don't really know anymore um who's trading and then, for him name one team saying. name one team that will trade for james that, that it even makes sense there's none that's what i'm saying um i don't know it, it's a weird situation and and the sixers are being from all accounts like from what Daryl moria said like unrealistic in their their trade ass too which is like i guess is fair but that basically what they want is they want players to help them win now but they also don't want any long-term money because they want to be able to spend money next summer which just like you can't really have both (laughs) like that's not really how it works so they're also just being super stupid in their negotiations and i mean we don't we don't have to get into it last time i'm I'm literally like flipping uh, through head like i can't think of a team that want him I know we have like differing opinions on like, oh, should James Harden get all the blame? And you, you are, hate yes. James Harden. You think he should? I disagree. I think both teams are stupid. And my thing that I go back to is, if you you were iffy on trading him because you, <laughs> excuse me, because you don't know about the return or you don't know if you wanted to give him a max, don't say you're going to do those things in the first place. Just say we'll see, right? And then it'll be up to like the we'll see thing is fine, but like that's what I'm saying. Again, you can't trade him if nobody problem. wants him. Nobody then, then wants jo- him. Then don't say we're gonna trade you real quick. Then don't say we're yeah we're gonna trade you. Don't worry don't because know. when you say Maybe we're gonna you trade you, don't worry. Want him. Well, then who's who's say, that? Real whose fault is that really? Then say we're gonna we'll gauge the market and let you know. Don't, don't say yes, I, we'll if, trade you. If they said they'd trade Embiid quickly, I'm sure somebody would take Embiid. Well, yes, but then say we'll see the market. Don't say yeah, we'll trade you. Don't worry about it. Sure, we'll see the market, but also don't suck. Um. Yeah, I don't know who would want him though. I, I just nobody who would want James Harden. Maybe nobody well, wants the. Rest. I really hope he goes to play in China. That would be the best thing ever. <clears throat> That'd be kind of fire. I'd respect James Harden for that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, see you later. I would respect it, but it would just also be like, well, the thing is, is, this is like my fantasy of a player trying to force his way out and just getting fucked. Well, that's the issue. He can't, and he can't next year either. If James Harden doesn't report to training why, camp, why can't he? Uh, listen, no, listen, listen, that? listen. Listen, C- CBA, I'm going to explain it if you let me it fucking because, talk. What? Is it because he opted into the final year of his deal? Is that why? <laughs> Am I, can I talk now? Can I explain now? <laughs> Fucker. New thing in the CBA, if a player holds out or doesn't report, 
they are not out of their contract at the end of Good. it. So if, if James Harden doesn't hold out this season, or if he holds out the season and doesn't report to the Sixers, the Sixers control what team next or where he goes next after his current contract. Like, it doesn't just end. Like, he can't just not play this year and then do whatever he wants this when his contract is This is the greatest thing ever. So, yeah, I thought you didn't WCBA. W. <laughs> so that, they need to be, be held accountable for this stuff. At the, the end of the day, do don't opt in. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's just it's just entertaining. I don't really give a shit. Uh, it, it this is this is this is August entertainment at its finest. Uh, I'm fine with it. Uh, speaking of August entertainment, find a way to be the most ridiculous. Yes. Speaking of ridiculous, who, Harden or the Sixers, both. Both. <laughs> it's great. I love it. I'm enjoying. Uh, but speaking of August entertainment, Lonzo Ball and Stephen A. Smith not really beefing, but Stephen Lonzo a. Ball said, uh... has finished Stephen A. Speaking of just being right. finished, Stephen A. <laughs> on first take. Because Lonzo has been a topic of discussion. He went on, I think, Trey Young's podcast. It was just saying he feels yes. bad for the Bulls. You know more about this than me. He probably wrote about it. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Stephen A is like, yeah, Lonzo's knee is so bad that he he can barely stand up if he's sitting in a chair. And then Lonzo <laughs> posted a video of him repeatedly using one leg, the bad leg, to get up and down, up from a chair, and Which then is- sitting back down fire it's elite like that's that's is this the equivalent of going up to a person in a wheelchair and being like stand up and then they do it and they just prove you wrong you're just shell-shocked it's the kevin nash where he uh like fakes being in the wheelchair (laughs) and gets up yeah 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 no it's something like that the lonzo thing's crazy uh, i know i feel bad for lonzo it's not like uh, he doesn't deserve it he's we talked about he was like this is like the first time i felt like i was in a really great situation to succeed and he can't play Stephen A, I mean, what Stephen A is on a burner lately. You see what he said this morning? He's like, yeah, Michael Jordan texted me, said that Magic Johnson's better stuff. No, he didn't. There's no fucking chance Michael Jordan texted him. I'm sorry. Michael Jordan is yeah, is golfing, smoking cigars, and not giving a fuck about anything. You see the video <laughs> of like somebody like filming Michael Jordan making the goat noses at him? Yes, he just doesn't noises. care. He just didn't That's care. So uh, like, who? It you, cringe. you know how weird you have to be to do that? It's very cringe. My, but, if you make goat noses at anybody, noises. My God. At anybody, they should be able to beat the shit out of you. I agree. But, like, the thought that Michael Jordan took time out of his day to text Stephen A. Smith in general, but not only that, saying just to say, yeah, Magic Johnson's better than Steph Curry. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no fucking way. And I love Stephen A. But, like, bro, there's, there's just no. I don't Stephen believe that A's for a second. Literally ESPN. Without him, they have nothing. Yes. Agree. Agree. Uh, speaking of, I mean, we talked about James Harden, Sam's favorite. Let's talk about another one of Sam's favorite, Zion mm. Williamson. Uh, recently, I, I don't Notice know. Notice how where my favorite are like the guys that just can't play or, or don't want to yeah. play. Sam's love to hate Ben this. Simmons, too. Um, Zion was talking about the big three of him, CJ and Brandon Ingram. It was via league alerts. I don't know what it is, but basically it was just saying like super excited about training camp, super excited. He's like, yeah, we're killing them in scrimmages. And as much as this is nothing like this is going to be a, a Jack talks about something. Cause Sam's just going to be a hater. So let me talk first and then you can hate okay. if you'd like to. My, my thing is as much as it sucks, the situation Zion couldn't be on the court as much as you want to blame Zion or blame the Pelicans. To see him genuinely be excited about playing basketball with these guys is fun. It's because, like, all you see about Zion is this guy sucks. This guy is in a bad situation. This guy is talking to a porn star. Uh, and this is guy is having, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the summer well, and all the past kill years. to talk to a porn star. Not me. I'm happy. <laughs> negative. Yeah, I was going to say. another member of the show. 
<laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What are we doing? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait a second. We're not doing that. No, but here in Zion, like genuinely excited about Could be playing basketball is fun. Um, cool to see him excited. Some some images surfaced, and I know it's the same Ben Simmons mead, but like it looks like he's a little healthier. I am always of the belief that I want guys to be on the court. I want guys to be healthy. If Zion's healthy, I'd love to see him. And like Sam always says, Pelicans were really good when those three no, were they healthy. Were. You so beat me to I, it. I was going to, I was going to back yeah. you up. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's nice to hear Zion being excited and actually wanting to play. No, he should be excited. I mean, that Pelicans team has a solid roster. It's just a question of whether or not he can get on the floor. And of course, when you're injured, it's not always your fault, but when you're fat and you get injured because you're fat, then it is your fault. Even though you're in a tough spot, you're like 20 years old. They have all the best food. Everything's fried. Of course, you're going to get a little fat. Even that though was, you're a pro athlete. Like, you should be doing enough where you're burning calories. Topic of conversation. Topic of conversation. Is there a worst, is there a worst city Zion could have gone to? <laughs> I feel maybe not. New York, maybe. I mean, there's probably no. in New York. Because the they got everything. They got everything, though. Like, <laughs> this is true. You know, like, New York is such like a, a melting pot, like, where they have yeah. everything. I want to go to New Orleans. New Orleans seems like a fun place. I've never been. It seems dope. Me neither. Like food, all the good stuff. Maybe that's our next. Maybe it's an adventure. HBT uh, goes. Jack and I, by the way, going to Vegas for the <laughs> we are going the to tournament Vegas. games. So we're yeah. going to plant the seed now. <laughs> we're if the Celtics get to the quarterfinals, we're going to have to do a stream for the game because there's going to be stakes yeah. for us. Because essentially, if they go, then we're going to be there, and it's going to be yeah. awesome. We'll probably get to do yeah. content. We'll probably do content anyways. Yeah. But. Like it's gonna be like essentially Jack and I made like a X amount of dollars bet, however much we have to spend to get there, <laughs> and we're gonna see if it pays off or not. So just stay tuned yeah. on that. If you listen this far, a little nugget for you. We're gonna definitely talk about it more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Pelicans are a team that should be competitive. I mean, this is just another nugget of the Western Conference mm-hmm. being kind of a, a bloodbath this year. You have Denver, uh Phoenix went all in. A healthy Pelicans team could be competitive. Dallas had a good summer. Sacramento is poised to build off what they did last year. The Warriors got CP3. We'll see how that goes. The Lakers probably solidified the rest of the rotation. Who knows how good the top will be again this year? Or if they're going to – because it felt like they were a bit lightning in a bottle at the end of the last year. If the Clippers are healthy, how good can they Mm -hmm. be? Uh, OKC is poised to take a jump. I mean, just keep going down the list. Utah is probably out of it. Portland's out of it. Uh, Minnesota is Ant going to be good? Well, I mean, you look at the NBA standings, right? Like, I didn't even mention Memphis. <clears throat> like, look at the NBA standings. This, I'm going to read you these teams: Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Suns, Clippers, Warriors, Lakers, Timberwolves, Thunder, Pelicans, Mavericks. I just Did named eleven team teams. Get worse. I just named eleven teams. Yeah. Only eight of them can make the playoffs. <laughs> like, get ready all- for expansion, buddy. And that's without even mentioning, and I know they're probably not going to be great, but like the Jazz are fine, right? Like they'll be okay. The Rockets are trying to win. So like this, yeah. this isn't even like mentioning the teams on the fringe. Those 11 teams, only eight can make the playoffs. And out of them, it's probably going to be like the Timberwolves are probably the first cut you make. And then maybe the Thunder, but they're going to be nasty, right? Shea's great. And then probably the Pelicans or Mavericks. But even them, they got like all NBA players leading the way. Maybe so, when they do the expansion draft, they do like yeah. four teams. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they because like, the, the league talent. is so good now where, all right, one, create jobs, right? The American dream, create jobs. But <laughs> seriously, like, we just list off 11 teams that can make the playoffs because that the league is so deep. Like, mm-hmm. just don't draft guys off the Celtics. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe don't. Maybe chill with that. No, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm happy. Or draft. Do excited. the expansion after this year. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, draft all the best players, and then the Celtics can tank. <laughs> Get Cooper Flag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, good to hear Zion excited about playing uh, with those guys. I, I just thought to play on a super cool new court. Yes, yes, and there's there's our uh, segue. Thank you, Sam. Pelicans released a new court, uh, and Sam was very upset because he thought it was going to be an extra court. But I think it's I'm kind of sick of like court. the the court designs, like Milwaukee. Milwaukee had that blue court that they used for half the season, and they have another mm-hmm. court. Like, yeah, you have one court. You have one court. You don't need multiple court designs. You should have one. This is their only court. home. So, anyways, yeah. the Pelicans like put like a bunch of city-based designs on the border of their court jack likes it i mean i think it's fine mm-hmm. i i kind of and they made this video and i was listening to music when i watched it and i didn't hear like the audio on it yeah and i was like damn like this this really vibes with the music i'm listening to <laughs> no it's cool i mean it looks like it's going to be their main court like this is going to be the only court they have which makes it a little better so it's not like changing every okay. time so pelicans but... one of two this soft season the jerseys yeah. they dropped suck <laughs> Yeah, you got the bird in the middle of the they court. Need they need to change like this. Stuff. Like, they need to do a purple, green, yellow color yes. scheme. Like, that Agreed. Mardi Gras color scheme that they have the alternates for needs to be there to fire. I agree. It's more unique, better than this boring thing. None Just of like these I think, colors uh, are good. No. Just like I think the Nuggets need to change from their current color scheme back yeah. to the rainbow one with sucks the, too. The, the blue and yellow. <clears throat> Agreed. Agree, but Even the uh, powder blue with the gold looks better than that. I agree. I like those as well. But speaking of jerseys, uh, the Hornets, uh, the latest in a string of these jerseys rule. Good job, yeah. Hornets. Uh, Hornets released their new uh, city jerseys, and it's basically just their. It's like throwback. their retro jerseys, I should say. Thirty-five years. Uh, <clears throat> Mm-hmm. It's a throwback to the Del Curry era, I believe, with the pinstripes. The, the, essentially, um, the first team they ever had. Yeah, I'll put it on the screen with uh, if you're watching on YouTube. But basically, it's just the teal jerseys with the three green, purple, uh, and light blue pinstripes. Those this look is good. them. Very cool. I enjoy. I, I think that should it, be yeah. their default jersey. The agree. actual jerseys kind of suck. <clears throat> yes, I agree. Not he cool, should do a bobcat jersey. Yeah, <laughs> someone's saying they should bring back the cats. I think it's cool, but uh, yeah, good, good for the Hornets. They brought back cool jerseys, and uh, yeah, W W Hornets. Uh, let's see, do we have any other stuff? And I believe the last thing we have for today, Sam, is your Reddit post of the day. Yes, so, uh, hit me with what you got. This is a quick one. We'll kind of like go back and forth, then we'll move on. Reddit post of the day on the NBA community via user Nam67. What NBA star gets traded next? Context. We are all very aware of Damon Harden trade requests, but obviously there is no traction on the actual deals despite months of chatter. This was relatively a slow offseason as far as blockbuster trades go, but we saw big names like CP3 and Beal get shipped off somewhat unexpectedly. Who do you think will be the next NBA star to get traded? Not talking quote-unquote requests, but actually be traded. My guess has to be one of the Clippers stars. Kawhi or Paul George, I just can't fathom how they can continue to try and compete with their best players right in the pine most of the year. The Clippers definitely have work to do because they have like no draft picks yeah. and they haven't mm-hmm. really been as successful as they'd hoped since 2020. A yeah. quick like mental like sift flip through all the teams. I would say a reasonable expectation actually could be Zion, but that would probably come at request. Mm-hmm. I think 
somebody like if I had to pick, I'd say Carl Anthony Towns. Carl I think Cat gets traded. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> if I kind of in the East, like, is there anybody that's kind of due? Well, I guess Embiid. Embiid, yeah, that Embiid might be the big one. Embiid, Some, one traded. of those Atlanta guards. Low key, I think one of the Atlanta guards Maybe. is going because it doesn't make sense. They both uh, are better with the ball in their hands. Siakam, Siakam, gets Siakam. Traded. Well, he doesn't want to leave. Oddly yeah. enough, I know, but still, like, you, you'd think they they probably trade him regardless. Um, Chicago. Do they finally do something? <laughs> Maybe. Eventually. Like, they got it. They got it. I, I don't I'm know. I'm going to see. Uh, I'm, I don't have the link. That's this. a so low key. Comments. They're not going to do it right away. But if they continue down this road with how much the other teams are improving, you have to imagine the Hornets are forced to trade Lamelo at some point. Right? I think Real they have a little window here to see how things pan out. Because they but just I don't drafted think... Brandon Miller. I agree, but I don't think it's going to pan out. Who who are they going to make the playoffs over in the next five years? Well, realistic in the next five make it years, the Magic, the Pacers, the Pistons—they're not going to be better than any of those teams in the next five. No, years. but they may end up being better than Philly. <clears throat> Fine, give them that. Let, Magic, let's just like, Pacers, Pistons, Bucks, Celtics, Cavs, Knicks. Even are the Hawks Bucks going to be good forever? Isn't Giannis's deal up after next year? And then Middleton and Lopez are getting old. So is Holiday. Like I don't care if Giannis is the there; Bucks... they're going to be better than the Hornets. Well, he if might Giannis not be there. there. I think he will be. I don't think he leaves Milwaukee. I think he's a lifer. I hope he is. I think it's a respectable thing, but that's not guaranteed. The Bucks' future is not solidified. They'll be better than Toronto. I think uh... the Hornets have the worst future in the East, and that's including the Wizards. I can see that. I just don't like actually. No, I lied. Sorry. That was too harsh. Better future than the Bulls. <laughs> yes. Bulls better future. Bad. Better future than probably the Raptors. Uh, Scotty Barnes. Though. I think so. Better future. They, they're they probably better than the, the Wizards. I'm being a bit dramatic. Um, but past that, like Philly, maybe Let's better see what future. The top I found the post. I don't know. I, I think Carl. Someone said cat. That. Yeah. That's probably the, that's the top up vote getting one. I think that's the cat best one. again. Mm-hmm. Raptors, yep, Siakam, Bulls break Absolutely. up their core. Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday—that's actually Maybe. not the dumbest take ever. Because I, I just talked about those go. guys are getting old, still have a little bit of value, but Milwaukee's not trading either one of them, especially not Holiday, unless you're getting something worthwhile back. I can't mm-hmm. think of any team that would want to trade for those guys that isn't desperate, meaning they don't really have anything to give up in return. So unless mm-hmm. some disaster happens in Milwaukee, it's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. Someone said Brandon Ingram only has two years left in his contract. Uh, someone yeah, said I think Luca. No. <laughs> Mark Cuban said uh, he would rather get divorced. It's true. It's interesting choice by Mark Cuban. I bet his wife loved that. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, I'd probably go Cat or Siakam. I think those are the best two options. All right. Shall we go into the route list, Sam? Yes. You want to lead this off or do you want me to go? Uh, you can go. You have two written. All right. So uh, I do do that. Uh, actually, let's start off with an anti-rat list as I change Matt the Rat here. Uh, <clears throat> I want an anti-rat list. Oh, yeah, we're on the wrong rat place. list. Here we go. Uh, we got to get the background in too. Here we go. Don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. I got it. We're here. We made uh, that it. was our, our rat list from the first to the floor. Uh, took over the screen. That's fine. Anti-rat list my mom. Because hmm. as Sam mentioned, we are going to Las Vegas. This <laughs> is a great right? story. And so I... For those listening to the show, probably know I hate flying. 
and I don't like change in general. Like I am very content sitting in my room, watching YouTube, hanging out, chilling, like vegging out, doing my work and just hang like chilling. I like golfing. I like doing a few things, but most of the time sit here, do my work. It's fine. So getting me to go on these vacations is hard. One, because I hate flying and two, because I love sleeping in my own bed and just staying home big, like home. Mm. Right. So Sam texting, you know, update on Vegas. He asked me for like three days and I would always go to respond, forget, forget to talk to my family. And half of me was like, oh, I don't know. Cause I was like internally deciding. So figuring it out, finally text Sam back today. And I'm like, I think I'm going to pass. I don't like flying. Probably going to save money. I'm not sure when I'm moving out. Blah, blah, no, blah. basically making excuses. At this point I am in a work meeting and I'm <laughs> like, I'm not going to take my phone out to respond. But I was like, okay, like I'll be like, cause I really just wanted you to not. Did you see that? Out. Did you see no, that text when I was, like, I saw them. Out. I saw okay, them as they okay. came in. Gotcha. So, I said that and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go. Basically being a, a flake, effectively. Not not like yeah. that I was confirmed that I, and would then, I was like, eh, I don't know. Then yes. I receive a text from Jack and he's <laughs> actually, I'm going to verbatim read it because I thought it was, yeah. it was truly read one of the funnier I texted text this chains. to Sam. So this is, this is my conversation with Jack. I text him at 9 a.m. I say any update on Vegas. Now, I don't expect a reply from Jack as he doesn't get up until the middle of the day. <laughs> And then I check my phone. I see Reddit at like 11 a.m. So I was like, what the hell? So it's 2.49. I'm like, sir. He goes, sorry, I haven't talked to my mom. But I'm probably leaning towards passing. Uh, you know, you go into detail about that. He goes, and then he goes, update. My mom told me not to be a bitch and just go. So fuck it, I'm in. <laughs> and that was a great, single greatest text message I think I've ever received. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I called my mom. I, was, I dropped Henry off at the dentist and I was waiting for him to come out. I called my mom. I'm like, yeah, Sam asked me to go to Vegas. I don't really know if I want to go, but maybe I should just stop being a bitch. And she just goes, yeah, the second one. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, just mm -hmm. go. What are you doing? I wish I could go to, I wish I went to Vegas when I was younger. This sounds fun. Why? Like, what's wrong with you? And I said, I don't like flying. And she goes, so get over it. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Fine. <laughs> I texted mm -hmm. Sam back. I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll go. So all right. it'll be We're fun. Have a blast. I, but yeah, it'll be a good time. So anti ratless, my mom, she specifically told me, she goes, don't fucking put me on the rat list anymore. So this is this is an anti-rat list, just to make that clear. So there we go. We're happy now. All right. I will do uh, mm -hmm. rat list, the people that ride the motorized trikes. Have you ever seen mm -hmm. these cars? Like, they have the two wheels in the front, the one in the back. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. the, be an adult. Four <laughs> wheels. You don't need to ride a trike anymore. You're not a toddler. There was two of them when I was driving home today from basketball, and they're just whizzing down the yeah. road. And I live, <laughs> I live near the beach, so like people come down with these things all the time. I don't understand <laughs> the appeal of these. I don't mm -hmm. think I've never seen one and went like, "Wow, that thing rules!" Like I want one. Like yeah, I see like old timey cars, and I'm like, "Wow, that's cool." I don't even know what the market is for these things. It's it's definitely either buy awesome, a motorcycle yeah. or don't just pick one, right? Yeah. It's very weird. It's very weird. I, I don't know. Yeah, ratless those guys because they don't go fast enough to like warrant being there on the used road, to be a guy but... that had a black one mm -hmm. and he would dress like Batman. Swear to God. He would ride around my neighborhood, like <laughs> near the basketball court and everything, and he would literally just have like the bat Batman. Well, it's uh, quite the decision. It's quite mm -hmm. the look. Uh I will go with i have to tell the story because i can't just rat list it's the dude in the bathroom uh at when i was golfing and it's and that's why i say it requires a story so i was at golf with my buddy danny and two of his friends and it was fine it's before the round i head into the clubhouse i'm like all right let me pee before we get out there <clears throat> go in there's a single person bathroom i knock 
I see the lights on, but I'm like, knock, knock, knock. Don't hear anything. I'm like, okay, whatever. Let me open the door. I open the door. It's open. So I'm like, okay, let me walk in. Dude goes, whoa. I'm like, he goes, lucky for you. I got off the toilet. And he was like laughing. He wasn't actually mad, but I'm like, lock the fucking door. What what are we doing? Are, yeah, are you, know, you a well, child? Maybe he wants someone to walk in and be like, oh, sorry. Radlist, lock the door. <laughs> it's a single person bathroom that has a lock. I don't know how you don't not lock, gonna the lock door. it. That's what I'm saying. Also, ratless people who use public bathrooms like stalls and just pee with the door open. Are you an animal? I'm sorry. Maybe this is me. Do you see this anywhere? Like at Celtics yeah. or Red Sox games or stuff, they just pee with the door open. And like, I guess it's fine. Why? You can go They're to urinal too. You. I know, but like, if you are going to close the, not even in the context that like I don't like looking at it, but like, is if it you like going you, you to get go like excited stall, like when you're looking for a parking space? Yes, and there's like yes, a motorcycle. Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. I, I can there's see that. that. And also the people who close the door, but don't lock it. I'm like, go like I go in. I have to like look under the stall for your fucking feet. Just lock the door behind you. If you're in a bathroom, I don't care if it's the context mm. of a stall or a single bathroom, just avoid the awkwardness. Take two seconds and be a, a human with a functioning fucking brain and lock the door. It just, it just made no sense. It just was stupid. Anyways, that pissed me off. Yeah. Ratless, the lady that blew the yield sign as, yep. uh, so there's you like to two anymore, lanes yes. to get onto the highway. Mm hmm. And there, I was in the one with no yield sign, and she just blasts through. Mm -hmm. Another situation. Wish I had a tank. Great time to teach a lesson. <laughs> probably would have flipped her over, and it would have been like, wow, I probably shouldn't have blown that yield sign. It's okay. Yep. She definitely is not in the best of health and probably won't live as long as me. So who's really <laughs> winning? Christ. Did she get on the highway first? Yes. Might get in the casket first. Wow. That's uh... <laughs> it's quite the take. Cut. No, no, we'll leave it. That's that's all you. That's all you. I said uh, I don't think I have much else more. Uh, Ratless, the people of golf who played too slow. It took us two like things on the sheet. Yeah, I said both of these. Oh, I didn't even. No, I forgot about this one. Yes, I forgot. I thought the other one. I thought I put my the Vegas story on the sheet, but I didn't. Uh, Ratless Duncan seasonal flavors, just because it's stupid. Just have all the flavors. Just have them all. I think it's dumb. I mean, I'm not complaining. I like pumpkin spice. Is my thing. I'm a big fan of pumpkin spice flavor. I don't know if you've had the. Uh, it's called Nutty Pumpkin, which sounds weird, but it's, I've seen it. I do not get hazelnut the coffees from Dunkin'. I get the unsweetened ones. Too many calories. Go they on. combine hazelnut and pumpkin, and it's very good. And that's what I've been getting lately. I think I have two on my desk right now that I finished mm -hmm. that I need to throw away. Um, you remember very when they had good, the peanut but... butter flavor last fall? Mm -hmm. And the coffee was fucking orange. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. You would get it, the coffee, it and it was the color of a Reese's wrapper. It was it's gross. like, oh, I'm work. not taking years but, off my life. I, I don't understand. Do they like they must have a marketing team that weighs it like they probably make more money because people are excited for it. But like you'd think That's they'd make it is. but you'd think they'd make just as much or more if people could just have it all year round because there's got to be some people who are like, oh, I'll just get pumpkin. I like it. Oh, they have it. Let's just get pumpkin. Mm. But I don't know. I just have all the fucking flavors. I think it's a rat. See, I like when the coffee flavors brewed into the coffee. I don't like the, the shots. I don't like I don't want them to put syrup in my coffee because it's like not really good. But like if, if they I like, like bake it into the, the beans or whatever. I know like, what you mean. I know what you it, mean. Yeah. It doesn't add any calories. Like it's not worse for you and it's still just as good. You just put the sweeteners in. It's awesome. Like nothing beats I it. Uh, I personally saw the uh, maple sugar bacon sandwiches back. And let me tell you. Mm. Is that what you like? I may have to break my routine to enjoy that because <laughs> I, I'm a fan. I loved it last year. Yep, they got me. They got me. I might have to go get it. <laughs> Do you know what I'd be getting at Duncan? You're, uh, I get might get made fun of. Uh, the avocado toast at Duncan, actually good. See, I don't it, think that's weird. filling enough. 
I get two. I got two. And I got the one with bacon on top. So there was like a little extra thing. But even um, then, like, it's like you, you could like you could have like two chicken sandwiches from Chick-fil-A probably for similar calories. See, this is the difference. I don't fucking care about the calories. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, but you'd be just, just satisfied. You'd be more satisfied. They're good. No, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. I ate that in my coffee and I was happy and I was chilling. And then I had dinner. And... I don't know. I, I know, like, chat, rat list me, because, like, I know, like, when the guy's like, hey, like, this is how many calories are in the thing you're eating, like, it's never fun. Yeah. Like, no. I ruined these snacks for my <laughs> girlfriend. She was like, Costco has these, uh like, like whatever, like, granola clusters. I love them. It's, like, my favorite snack. And I looked at the bag. I'm like, you know, every time you eat one of these, it's 100 calories. And she doesn't eat them anymore. <laughs> Rat list. Yes, absolutely. No, I know I'm a, I'm a scumbag. Like Sam piece of I, shit. Like ruining food for at, people. We were at Mohegan Sun, and uh, we got Chick Fil A. We just got a couple sandwiches. And Sam, Sam was like, "Oh, I get house another one." I'm like, "Just get another one." He's like, "No, I'm out of calories." I'm, I'm like, at my limit. Yeah, I'm at, I was at it's my limit. I just well, I just slammed back a donut. You, you have to I know these things. I'm. I know. Chat. I mean, Chad has told me before. I'm not in shape. I'm a bit overweight. It's the, be- I, the best thing is, is when like you you know when you're in control of like. Okay, like I can have this, I can have this. So like you're like, oh, I have calories left. I have a thousand calories. I'm gonna eat a whole pizuki by myself because I can. No. I would rather be fat and happy than counting calories. And that that's I am happy. a different lifestyle. I, and I know, and I'm, I'm happy. Thrilled. For you. I know, and that's amazing. If I had to count calories, I would not be happy. I like food. You would much. adjust to it. It's not easy uh, at no. first. Don't care. I'm out. I don't care. I'm happy with the way. That I get to eat whatever I want and not give a shit. And I'm and blissfully don't care. <laughs> so that's the way I'm gonna continue to be. Uh I, I move slowly at basketball, but I get up and down the court. Actually, uh we played basketball. Ratless, the gym we play in. Yeah, I Ratless, my glasses one for breaking, but Ratless, the gym we play in, because every time I thought I would make a shot, it was last week at the gym, stealing. by the way. So we are so back at the other okay. one. This week. All right. No, I, I uh, couldn't I'll ratless myself. I couldn't make a shot, but when I can't make a shot. And we've talked about this before. A lot of people will just like cherry pick on offense because they can't run. I do the opposite. I know I'm not running up no, with these motherfuckers. <laughs> I know I can't run with these guys on offense. So I let these, I let Sam and I let my teammates run and I just stay back on defense. And in my defense, I stopped a few fast breaks. Your glass has been broken. So you're playing blind and you throw like a great bounce pass to me on the break. <laughs> and you didn't even mean to throw it to me. You were like, to win the oh, game. Yeah, that was not meant for you. No, and no, I saw who I was supposed to. I was trying to pass it to Raul, and I, I, I saw him, and then I saw the lane close, and I saw defenders there. And I was like, oh shit! I turned away, and the last second I saw you sprint through and grab the pass and put it up. So everyone came up to me after, like, awesome pass, and I'm just sitting there. I tell Sam, I said, Sam, that pass was not. That was a for you. Yeah. Uh, no, it was good though. That was a good game. That was those were good runs. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's all I got for the rattles. You got anything else, or are we are we uh, about done with the rattles for today? uh we're all done all right we're all done i'm very hungry so i am too yeah. i am too all right thank y'all for tuning in we appreciate you very much uh make sure to subscribe to how about them celtics on youtube go check out our latest game show uh and all the other videos we've been dropping lately uh daily videos don't you worry later today we'll first of the floor we'll be there yes go tune into the stream go tune into clns and the first of the floor channel check us out sam will probably kick my ass in trivia but that's fine thank y'all for tuning in subscribe to how about them celtics leave us five stars on apple and spotify and leave a comment that's my favorite part of the day i'll let sam take us out hey thank you very much for listening or watching if you're watching you're on the youtube channel make sure you hit the subscribe button how about them celtics you can hit the notification bell so you don't miss any daily uploads a lot of you have been missing them 
unfortunately. Uh, but also, we're on CLNS, so make sure you find us there to leave a like, comments on all of the videos. We appreciate it very much. If you're just listening, we're on Apple and Spotify. You can follow us there. Leave a nice five-star review. Say something nice. On social media, it's at How About Them Seas for Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Our Facebook page is just the name of the podcast. You can find any stream we do there. Uh, you can follow Jack on Twitter at JacksmoneNBA. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Chick Chaco, come on.